form the intention that you are going to meditate and hold in your mind as strongly as you can your determination your objective your motivation and run it through over and over again until it becomes a strong fiery determination to the point that it is physically felt that it infuses your whole being and let the natural intelligence of the body having taken up this determination find the natural posture, the conducive posture to help you accomplish the objective of your determination so simply bring your attention to the body holding on to that determination the means through which you will achieve your goal let the legs find a place that is conducive to meditation let them find that posture that is comfortable and stable the same with the hands and the elbows the shoulders and the back let the body itself assume and take on the posture no need for you to consciously hold any part of the posture in place head and neck mouth, teeth, tongue eyes begin to be mindful of the sense of ease descending on the body and let your mind rest in that ever deepening sense of ease your determination it as strongly as you can let it be as passionately as you can allow it to be while focusing in that space resting in the sense of ease bring your attention to your breath Simply observe the breath, not trying to control it, not concerned about distractions, no intention to force the mind to focus on the breath.
just knowing that you're breathing in as you're breathing in, knowing that you're breathing out as you are breathing out, is all that you have to do. Whatever else may be present in the mind, no need to chase them away, no need to hold on to them. And find that sense of continuity, of awareness as you follow the breath and form the intention to keep this con infallible means, the very embodiment of what you are aspiring to achieve, your own personal guide. And as soon as you have any sense of that presence, hold on to it, find that measure of conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of the actual means to achieve your objective. And holding on to that measure of conviction, show your reverence to that infallible means which is now present. In your mind prostrate, yourself. Place all your hope, all your faith, 
of your dependence in this goal that you seek the one who is taking you there the means through which you will achieve it and whatever it is that will help you get there As soon as you have the slightest sense of it, hold on to it. Yes, the actual means through which you will achieve your goal is present. Show your gratitude. Make offerings. that measure of conviction that the means to accomplish it is right in front of you and yet you are obstructed these obstructions develop a strong regret whatever you may have done, said or thought that is now ripening as these obstructions you regret since you have developed habits that control your behavior to further obstruct you you cannot fully depend on your on these behaviors you cannot fully depend on these habits so wholeheartedly take refuge in that infallible teacher the infallible method, the infallible companions.
place yourself under their protection and guidance. Feel the strength of being of their protection. And from that sense of strength, make a promise to be strange in the future. Make a promise to do something to make up. sense of lightness, a slight sense of joy you feel, allow your mind to continue to be absorbed in this sense, in this further, in this better refined state of mind, continue to rejoice, rejoice in your efforts. Rejoice for those who have achieved the ultimate. and look at sentient beings and their conditions. For countless ages, they've been struggling to be happy and not finding it. Struggling to get rid of pain and problems, only to find further pain, further problems. Attention again to your infallible guide. And through your infallible guide, feel connected to all sentient, to all the enlightened beings.
recognizing that your infallible guide is a manifestation of the loving, compassionate concern for you from all the enlightened beings. Their urgent wish to rescue you. Their enthusiastic endeavors wishing to place you in ultimate bliss. Show them how to truly end their pain. Show them how to find the happiness that they're desperately looking for. And stay with them for as long as it takes. moment you're going to meditate. So dedicate the merit you've gained so far, the momentum that you've set into motion to help you succeed in the meditation that you're about to do. you're aspiring to achieve is in front of you and strongly wish to be closer. Bring that bright presence now above your head and beg for blessings. Seeing 
the blessing descend upon you like a rain, a shower of nectar, made of light. Removing all your obstacles and obscurations, filling you with the realizations you seek. Filling you with the provisions you need to succeed in your meditation. Continuing to rehearse at the very due to the strength of your aspiration, that form, that bright presence dissolves into a tiny point of light. See and feel that tiny point of light descend through the crown of your head, enter your heart center, there meeting your mind and becoming inseparable. Whatever being inseparable means to you, hold on to it affirmatively.
I want to say uh, uh, I'd like to address again the, I guess the points that were made uh, a few times in the past about how at the end of uh, when, you, when you're doing meditation on wisdom and you take it all the way to the end beyond finding wisdom and you keep going and you find and, and what you discover is that what you're looking at you're looking at love and the reason I want to touch upon it again is because of the uh, what would be the implication for you uh, this understanding what, it, what, it, what, what is what does it mean to you that at the end of of looking for what is the true nature of existence and at the end of it at the very end what you end up with is love what does it mean to you what, what are the implications of that that the bodhisattvas when they reach the point where they understand the nature of reality, they continue to work for the benefit of beings, knowing they, knowing how things actually stand. Yeah, there, there, you, there is always uh, some sort of an illusion to in, in, the, in the sutras about how the, the understanding of wisdom that the bodhisattvas have is uh, slightly more, not slightly, no, highly more profound. Then the understanding that uh, uh, the Shravakas and the others they see a different uh, wisdom, and then that makes them, you know, Shravakas and Pratika Buddhas. So, uh, so in a sense, the what you might call the uh, uh, objective wisdom, that is uh, the Eureka moment that you arrive at when you're looking at when you're investigating uh, reality it's the same uh, uh, object the same understanding that is gained ah, things are not inherently existent but it is it is not so much uh, in uh, in the process of negating uh, ignorance that you arrive at at, at, uh, at, uh, at the ultimate, you arrive at love, but more in the sense of of trying to having arrived at wisdom, and then going back, looking at the object that you are investigating the, uh, with, through which you arrive at the wisdom, and looking at the miracle of it, and you seeing how the only thing that allows for this thing to to exist is love. And it's not love in the sense of, uh, you know, there are two universes. There's love out. There's there's a love-filled universe out there, and then there's a, all these. It's a demonstration of love. The the very uh, the very fabric, the very uh, essence of things that allows existence to be is love. Uh, I'm still trying to. I, I, I want to uh, not give you the impression that I, by saying this, I'm, uh, I'm giving you the. Uh, uh, I, I want you to get to a conclusion that you know that love is infusing these things. Okay, it's not that love is infusing these things and in, and in making them pink or making them rosy. Okay, but that you, you have to consider it as as if 
if you were to make love into some sort of a substance and then when you manipulate it in various ways and the different appearances that it takes that's what the appearances of what are called existing things okay. and that uh, might give you uh, 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 somewhat of an appreciation of it but at the same time I give you a wrong idea <laughs> that love is now uh, some sort of ultimate substance but uh, the very more like uh, well, think of, uh, uh, look at it this way uh, you're examining a phenomena. You're a scientist. You're examining a phenomena, and you go. You want to go into the reason. Uh, you you just want to thing that you felt. Uh, the, uh, 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 you didn't know about electricity, and then you see these light bulbs, okay? And you see that they light, they light, and you, and you investigate them. What is it that makes them light up? And then you and you come up with oh you finally arrive at oh look at that thing that's electricity and you and you call it electricity okay so it will be the same thing you you examine uh, existence phenomena and you, and 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 while you're examining it and what you oh, and as you examine it you arrive at oh all right this reason that things are able to exist that's uh, you call it love in that sense okay not in the sense of you know uh, some you know nice love God you know will go around the universe and say let's sprinkling love here and there some universes have love some universes don't have it but if you see existence that's pointing already to love in that sense now the uh, implication of this is now uh, rather than uh, um, well, one reason for <coughs> the Buddha, or or in with in, in the med- in meditation or teachings on wisdom, why the emphasis is made on the negative, but I'm not talking about bad negative. I'm talking about the, the absence, this misconception, is to directly see that it doesn't exist. Okay, if you believe strongly, there's a boogeyman in the closet. The only thing that will help you become free of that fear is for you to open the closet and look everywhere in the co- every corner in the closet and see that there's no boogeyman. The act directly seeing there's no boogeyman frees you from the fear that you have about the boogeyman. Okay. So we have a fear. There's a. There's, we believe the universe <laughs> is a boogeyman. <laughs> the boogeyman is, is you know uh, is controlling the universe, and we are we are completely convinced about that. And the only way for you to be free of that is you have to directly look at the universe, look at the phenomena, and, and examine it, look everywhere where you think the boogeyman could be hiding. And when you directly see, oh, I've exhausted everywhere where the boogeyman could, could, could be, and I can't find the boogeyman. And then you are free. Ah, so there is no boogeyman. Right? So I can sleep now. The boogeyman is not come out the closet and, and steal my soul and, and whatever. Okay. Now, so that's the therapeutic value of directly looking at the absence of inherent existence. It frees us from what binds us to suffering. Now, looking at uh, existence itself, looking at phenomena, and then, and then at the same time at not finding what we thought, instead of therapy being... Uh, 
you look at you look at phenomena and then you you see the lack of inherent existence of phenomena. Imagine now you look at phenomena, you're not so concerned about the lack of inherent existence, but you're just looking at the magic of ah, an existent. And then you and you look at, you, you look for it, you can find it, and it still appears. Wow, what magic! Okay, and then if you understand that, if you understand uh, the principle of how anything can have an, an appearance, and and you can somewhat hold on to the sentimental understanding that we have about love, how love wishes happiness for uh, for, for the other, how love you know completely sacrifices itself so that other can be. Okay, so if if you can, if you now somewhat uh, I'm gonna say it, infuse <laughs> infuse this idea when you're looking at when you're looking at, at, at things it will calm it will give you another kind of therapy where it calms your 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 afflictions there's no reason to be afflicted there's no reason to fear have fear there's no reason to think that you're in danger okay I'm not saying that if a truck is coming at you and say oh look at the nice truck uh, <laughs> Oh look at that! They just ran over me. <laughs> now talk about that, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but all those things you can understand uh, how love the, is the uh, the very uh, uh, arising, not arising. What was that? Epitome. Epitome. Oh, epitome. Can I say epitome? Absence. Ah, is the absence of suffering happiness or is it love? I would say it's happiness. And the reason for either one of them is love. Uh, appearance? Huh? Appearance? Appearance? Oh yeah, okay. The very appearance of thing. The very reason for the appearance of thing. What, of what you're of what you're examining, and understand it to be love, and at the same time understanding infuse that love with the kind of sentiment that you that you have, uh, that sentimental understanding that you have about love, about uh, wish for happiness for the other. Okay, you can say the cup loves you. <laughs> okay, because the cup loves you, it's holding itself to be cup. Okay, and you're looking at uh, all those things there. That, that, that make up the cup. The reason that the, the reason that the reason that the cup can hold itself together is because of love. Some because of all those things love the cup. Okay. And and I don't know about you, but I, I think that's sort of blissful. <laughs> huh? You pick up the cup, you're actually picking up. Mm. Oh no. Ignorance doesn't didn't make the cup. <laughs> love made the cup. Ignorance make us think of the cup the way the cup is not. It make us grasp onto a cup that doesn't exist. But the cup that is functioning here, holding the nice beverage in the, in there, all that is is is, able, is capable of being so because of love. If the atoms weren't having a love affair with each other. <laughs> There wouldn't be this cup. There wouldn't be this uh, beverage in there. Okay. And and the, the thing is, through and through, 
It's not that it stops somewhere at some point and then there's no more love. Okay, we, got, we ran out of love. Okay. <laughs> through and through, you cannot find a depth where there isn't love. Where, where, where the principle doesn't continue. All right. All right. Let, let me let me say it in a very non uh, blissful way. <laughs> the reason that there is this cup is because of all the interdependent factors. Right? <laughs> okay. Now, the, what is interdependence? Cooperation. Cooperation. Uh, there's the material, there's the shape, there's the color, there's the weight. All these things, none of them are cut, right? That's the uh, interdependent stuff, right? But all these things which are not cut, holding them, uh, are, are sort of gathering together so that they can be cut. Okay. So whenever you see an, uh, an existence, you're seeing a display of love. Even suffering. If it exists, it's because of love. And then I, I'll touch upon that one uh, a little bit about suffering. Uh, and I guess this is where I wanted you to uh, sort of not think of it, the love, and more like the sentimental kind of thing that, you know like you know infuses things with love and you know, it's some parts don't get the color some parts get the coloring of love that kind of stuff so the part that doesn't get the love is suffering but I guess the love is you know it's a blissful side okay think of love in an ultimate uh, remember through and through it has to it, it has to uh, the principle must not fail if it fails then it's not it's not a truth okay if there's a point where it fails where it doesn't continue then you can say it's not it's not true anymore. Okay, the only thing that deceptive and ultimate truth. Okay, and the reason that we call uh, deceptive truth deceptive truth is not that they say it's not that they're lying to you. It's not that uh, it's just that uh, yeah, it doesn't go through and through. It appears to be a cup and nothing but cup, and yet when you really examine it, you say it's not cup, but not, it's not it's not that. Okay. So an ultimate is something that when you examine it through and through, it's always remained the same. You always remain that. It's non-deceptive. Okay? So the, the, the fact of interdependence, the fact that love is what allows whatever exists to be. Okay? Now, let's, let's look at the, the, the sentimental side of love the way we understand it. That it wishes happiness for, for, for the other. Okay? So you can think of also... Uh, what the other wants, what the other wishes, what the other believes will make it happy. Okay? So, love, in this sense, is not discriminating. In the sense of, okay, these are the things that I know will... And what I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk completely metaphorical, completely... Uh, 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 what's that, that sense? Uh, I'm not talking about as if love, you know... Uh, sit somewhere as it's, it's something that you know grows and thinks. Okay, but just for the sake of speaking, right? Uh, when you love someone, you want them to be happy. Okay, there's a, that thing per se, but what you want them to have is to have that happiness. 
and if they believe that having that thing would make them happy, you give it to them. Okay. And, and you're not concerned about... Uh, you're not so much concerned about uh, the other thing. What you're, you're, what you're focusing on, looking at, the, looking at the other person, is the other person happy? Okay, here's the thing you want. No, it could be, you don't care what it is so, so much. You just want to see the other person happy. And the other person, you, and it doesn't matter, uh, uh, or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, the, if it's true or not what the other person wants will make them happy or not. Okay? You're not concerned about that. You're concerned about that they become happy. Oh, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can think of it as uh, the way that you think of spoiling someone. Okay? So the person wants X to be, and if they believe that X will make them happy. Right? So you get them X. And all, you, all you're waiting for is to see the smile on their face when they get it and they'll be happy. And it doesn't matter if they find out if, if, you, if, they, if they hate X the very next moment. You don't get frustrated. Ah, you know they want why. <laughs> ah, <Yes>. ingrateful <laughs> other. <laughs> okay, that, that's not where your mind goes. Okay, that's not that's not how love operates. The, the just somebody know through and through doesn't change, right? It wants happiness. So, if X is ended up being that, uh, once the other gets in contact with X, and X doesn't make them happy and now they want why you're focusing on okay let me get them why and you get them you bring it, uh, I'm thinking about it uh, I saw so many images that come to mind uh, I think, I don't know, did I mention this here I don't know why I mentioned it but I mentioned something like this imagine you're an all powerful mother does that sound familiar uh, imagine you're an all powerful mother right whatever your child wants you can get it you can get it for them and you're not so concerned about uh, uh, whether they can come to harm or not because you're powerful. Okay, you can protect them. Okay, so let's say your child wants to dance on the sun. Okay, you're all powerful. You can get it, you can get whatever they want. You can get it for them. Your your only concern about is this is what they want. This is what they will get. Okay. Well, this is a bit uh, exaggerated. Exaggerated. But you can. Uh, you, uh, you know those, those situations. Uh, uh, okay. So imagine love. Not imagine. I mean that's what love. Okay. All they're concerned about is, is, is happiness. Okay. Uh, believe it. I'm getting to suffering. <laughs> okay. Uh, now this is gonna be a bit complicated because the very nature that makes a, a, an existence exists is the principle of interdependence through and through okay for something to appear to exist or that is appear to have to 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 to, to be uh, 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 appears to be self I'm sorry I'm gonna have to use term that uh, no, self-powered that, that have any 
self-powered. No, that the 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 cup is holding on to its cupness. That's what I mean by self-powered. Okay. It appears to be that appearance that the cup is holding on to its cupness. That appearance comes from a bunch of things that are not cup. Okay. It comes from not. It comes. It comes from not that, but that. The, it is impossible for the cup to hold on to its cupness because it's not like the cup decided to come into existence and then without depending on anything else it came into existence okay apart although it is advertising itself well it seems to be advertising itself that's what it is you don't hear the powder you don't hear the color you don't hear the, the material saying that's a lie 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 they allow it to, to say it, to say, to say it, okay? Mm-hmm. Because all, all those things are concerned about is for the cup to, 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 for a cup to have the appearance of being a cup, okay? So that being the very nature of things, okay? Uh, so a lot of, you could, uh, let's, uh, let's become animists for, for, for a moment, okay? The atoms, the material, imagine all of them as being little beings, okay? They all come together so that they can all have, you know, like, uh, the, like the cheerleading squad, they, they all come together and they make a, a ladder together or they make a ship together. But it's just a bunch of people and it, you have, you, you, it, because they come together in such a way, there's the appearance of a ladder, there's the appearance of some, something, right? But that something owes its existence to all those little beings coming together and stop being a body, stop being a, a person so that the letter ca- can come into existence. Okay? So imagine all these little atoms, all these little things coming together. So you don't see atoms anymore, you see now, you see a cup. If the atoms weren't uh, selfless so that their atomness would be the only thing that's always showing up, they wouldn't be seeing the cup. You would see a bunch of atoms. Right? It's endless. You cannot find an end to it. Right? Now, here's the, (laughs) it will will seem like a leap, but take that into consideration. Uh, um, When you act out of a conviction towards, when you act towards whatever, either you're acting towards yourself or you're acting towards what appears to be another, you're holding. You're you're in that very action, making a wish. You're saying, and since the the very nature of a being is a, a happy seeker, pain avoider. So in that very action, you're making a a wish, thinking that's what will make me happy. That's what will take away pain, and that's the reason we act. Okay, we don't act. Mm. I think this is going to get into hell, I'll suffer a little bit, maybe for a few eons, I, I think I would uh, enjoy that. That would be a nice experience. N- nobody wishes for that, right? But we experience it anyway. Uh, so, when you act, there's, there's the level of, uh, uh, there's all those convictions coming into play, making a wish. What you're saying is, when you act towards a unit, an isolate, I mean, you hold, uh, you're holding on to that at an unconscious level, that you are self, 
that you are a unit, that you are an isolate, and then you're acting towards what you see, perceive as a self, as an isolate, and when you're acting towards it, you're actually saying, this is what must be done to a self. So if you slap that self, you're saying, this is how selves get happy. They have to be slapped. Okay? So, you, uh, uh, now I'm going to sound, I'm, I'm going all over the place now. <laughs> I sound like an animist. <laughs> now I'm going to sound like a, uh, I don't know what I'm going to sound like. A, uh, it's like you're asking the very nature of things, this is how I want to be treated. I want to be slapped. And since the very nature of things that uh, all it wants to do is to give you what you want without, w- without concerned about, well, I don't think I should give this to you or not. The very nature of love is to just give, 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 give. Right? There's nothing in it about love that wants to take, that wants to take. All it wants to do is give. If I can make it happen, I'll make it happen. Okay. So when you, are, when you act towards that self and you slap it, you're, you're out of conviction that's what that's the right action to be done you're saying that's what must be done to a self and since you are a self you're saying that's what I want for self you know? I, I, I did say it was going to be somewhat of a jump <laughs> so causes and conditions yeah 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 if it wasn't for love there wouldn't be such the love uh, cause cause and effect is love because, because everything is accommodating like like anything that you want or uh-huh. whatever condition yeah it manifests yeah right yeah and it's like the the wisdom of the emptiness is like accommodating us mm-hmm. yeah without exception yeah like it's just here want this here this. Uh-huh. and and along that line the reason that it can accommodate anything from hell to, to heavenly bliss is because hell and, and everything in between all the way to heavenly bliss love is beyond them and they're not static things they're not self-existing things they're not things to really be worried about <laughs> They're not things to be really anxious about. It's just a bunch of atoms coming together. It's just a bunch of causes and conditions coming together. Ah, this is painful. Ah, that experience is just a bunch of causes and conditions coming together. It's because of the nature of love. I love you so much that whatever you want, I'll give it to you even if you want to experience something that is painful. I put no limit on you on what you can experience. So love doesn't limit. Although, why? Because your nature, your, your very nature is not the suffering. It's something that you can always go beyond. It's like, uh, <laughs> this is a sound funny. Uh, my mother would get so much into a movie, <laughs> and probably uh, I've met people like that, that she would actually hate the actor. 
<laughs> if the actor was playing a villain. And <laughs> uh, so imagine <laughs> all the everyone who, who uh, was an audience would end up being like my mother, and then you're an actor, and it w- you want to play the villain. Okay, part of playing the villain is that you're gonna get people like my mother who's gonna hate you because you're, you you appear like the villain. Okay, not while you're acting and they will ha- hate the villain; they will hate you. <laughs> okay, but you know, she kind of, kind of, kind of thing. Uh, some, uh, but the, the very reason for the existence of anything is that every there's not a phenomena that is by nature selfish. The only reason for any phenomena to appear is because all those phenomena that are assembled together for that thing to appear are completely selfless. And if it wasn't their very nature to be selfless, there wouldn't be any appearance of any phenomena. And this is the range of appearance is infinite. That's why you can say uh, the Buddhas are not, you know, uh, in their paradise, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's called that? Uh, what was that? <laughs> no, <laughs> not overly anxious, overly worried about, uh, you know, th- having reached Buddhahood. They don't reach an, uh, an ult- they don't they're not living existing in an ultimate in, uh, in, uh, state of anxiety. Oh, these sentient beings are suffering. What's the matter with them? And suffering. Ah. Uh. <laughs> they, they they cannot suffer anymore because they understand. How to fulfill the nature of their being? Uh, remember, pain avoider, uh, bliss seeking, pleasure seeking, uh, pain avoiding. They know exactly what's the mechanism that that fulfills that. The very nature of suffering doesn't doesn't stop being suffering. It is still something that if you experience it, you don't want it. But what allows for it to happen is not something different than the very thing of love. The very thing that allows for anything to happen. So, the idea that many people have, that I have, uh-huh. that compassion is about being anxious about other people's suffering, is actually not really accurate. No, it is. It is concerned about that. Not, you know, not concerned, but I mean, like, it's not that you don't want to alleviate, oh, yeah. but, but it, to be, you know, to be worried about anything else than, like you said, you know, what what the right thing is to do that beings want, you know, mm-hmm. that beings, you know, don't want to be slapped, instead mm-hmm. they want to be loved, so that defines your conduct. Eight. Just being a left thing, yeah. There is to do. Yeah. yeah. Um... 
Now, you mentioned compassion. Now, compassion now is is almost the anomaly. Love is, you could say, the nature of things. And compassion is an anomaly. It's an anomaly in the sense of uh, you know, love just wants to give, 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 give whatever you want, give it to you, whether it makes you happy or not. Whether it really makes you happy or not, it's not a concern. It just wants to give. That's its nature. Now, for that concern, so that what you get doesn't make you suffer, or if you are suffering, it wants to remove it. That is, I know, that's a miracle being a miracle. <laughs> that's a miracle beyond a miracle. That is truly something that whose existence cannot, uh, cannot be explained. Already love is beyond fully comprehension. Now compassion is just beyond that. But you said love supersedes the cause. Uh, uh, some, some of the what you might call wisdom in, in compassion. But no, look, look at the universe in a raw state, right? For, forget all the emotions, right? Just look at the... Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about the forget the emotions like taking them out of, uh, out of existence. They're there too. But just look at them in a raw state. And then you see how what allows anything that you know, what allow any bubble to pop up is the the principle of love, right? And now compassion, a concern for what kind of bubble pops up, a concern for removing certain kind of bubbles. That I don't know. Uh, maybe it's easy for you to say, but I find that to be uh, uh, just mind blowing. That's miracle. Yeah. Is it hard because it arises out of a kind of a dualistic state? Because it recognizes yeah. different self natures. Yeah. So you, yeah, in a sense, you can see, you can see how love is just all one. We're all one. I, I'm having a problem with your explanation of love. I'm really, yeah. I'm really trying. <laughs> because I think I understand the concept of sort of a, 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 a selfless, um, not selfless giving, but a kind of selfless turning over one thing into another, selfless swapping of one thing into another, mm-hmm. you know, growing there, whatever is appearing has no self, has no self-nature whatsoever, mm-hmm. and it is completely giving, because of the lack of self-nature, it can mm-hmm. be completely giving, then when I think of love, we think we tend to think of a subject and object. And, and, and what, it, what, what does love do? What does love do? Well, love is love recognizing subject and recognizing object then then flows selflessly from subject to object but within that scheme there is kind of a recognition of subject and object love tries no love tries to obliterate the barrier tries but that's the point it's something that's it's it's something that is tried one one there's one so you but oh no, okay. explaining no, 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 something, yeah. the difference between a Buddha mm-hmm. and a 10th level Bodhisattva, like the only difference between a Buddha and a 10th level Bodhisattva is that a 10th level Bodhisattva has to make the effort. And a Buddha, 10th level Bodhisattva tries. 
They, they emanate, they help beings, they're compassionate. It takes effort. Mm-hmm. Tenth level Bodhisattva is working very hard. The moment they become a Buddha, they can become a Buddha. There is no effort, there's no work. They don't mm-hmm. have to try because it's simply that's what they are. Mm-hmm. That's what they are, and that's what they are because they lack that duality, uh-huh. because they lack that separate, they completely lack that separation. Because it's completely, completely natural for them to love. It's completely natural for them to flow out into <laughs> another being. Yeah, they come. They, they become. They become completely loved. They, if you could see it that way, or you can see it that they, <laughs> <laughs> they doesn't wish for for uh, a me and a you. Isn't it a desire to give every, to give every happiness to another being? Yeah. And the tenth level bodhisattva still possesses the desire to do it, and a Buddha doesn't possess the desire to do it. Mm-hmm. A Buddha just is it. Is yeah. like a light bulb. It's just it's, it's just given. It's just love. <laughs> okay. It is. It's love without the, the boundaries. Yeah. Of self, it's of pure self love. Yeah. Pure love. Okay. <laughs> we think of it that way. <laughs> okay. So the Buddha has, has completely immersed it, uh, himself or herself in, into just love. Where the Buddha, everything that the Buddha does is just like love. And, uh, and when the Bodhisattva is aspiring to become a Buddha, the Bodhis- uh, Bodhisattva makes certain, certain personal vows. For those who wish to experience this and that, I will appear as this and that so they can experience it. So that by making a connection with me, I will be able to lead them to Buddhahood. And by this and that, it means that if they, what, if they, what they believe is, is uh, uh, they want to be a hunter, I will become the thing to be hunted. Even though hunting is considered to be a bad karma, that's it. First of all, all the Bodhisattva wants is, that's what he wants, that's what makes them happy, I will give it to them. I will become the thing that, 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 they, that they chase. I will become the thought in their minds. What it was, I will give. I will give. That effort that you're talking about depends on the, the principle that allows for the for Buddha to be is compassion. Is compassion. So Buddha is also pure compassion. Yeah. So he wants to hear what you say. He said Buddha is pure compassion and pure love. I was only thinking about the, the compassion aspect. I'm thinking about Avalokiteshvara, you know, and the, the, the tense compassion, which mm-hmm. in the mind keeps him from being, keeps him from becoming a Buddha, mm-hmm. Be, because he still has that such a desire to help others that it, it creates duality. So, doesn't the compassion involve a desire to remove suffering, and the Buddha merely? A Buddha, a Buddha is so is, is as you said the embodiment of love. A Buddha just naturally acts to make other beings happy and remove suffering. Okay, the embodiment of compassion without love. Okay, okay. All right, I'll, I'll take you this place. <laughs> All right. So, what is stopping us from being a perfect Buddha right now? A lie. A lie. <laughs> Ignorance. <laughs> Not not, under, not seeing our mind the way it is, not, not seeing the potential of our mind the way the way our mind could be is from because mm-hmm. we're blocked by question. Yeah, we have blockers that don't. Someone else. Someone else. Uh, isn't it clinging to what's not real? Clinging to what's not real. Uh, but that's but that end. If we talk about level tonight, we think of what we think of the answer is going to be. <laughs> 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 
we are afraid of loving. We think we are going to lose something. Yeah. Well, no question. We're correct that we're going to do something yourself. Yeah. You've got to give that up. Yeah. And what is that self that we are afraid to lose? If it was something to really hold on to, then we have all the rights. But when you really look at it, the cognitive error, the error we're constantly making is. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> if 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 we have a complete conviction that no matter how this provisional self appears, there will always be a provisional self in some form or another. If we gain that conviction, then and we don't have uh, the fear of going out of existence. We don't have the fear of if I completely submerge myself into the sea of love kind of stuff I'm going to stop I'm, going to, I'm not going to exist anymore I'm going to be and, and we even have this erroneous idea I'm not going to have my will anymore I'm going to be tossed here and what we are basically afraid of we are afraid of loving unconditionally because we think something awful will happen if we do that so when you get into confidence that the cup is expressing love the, the, the floor is expressing love. You cannot get away from it. If it exists, it's love itself that is manifesting. You're not afraid of, of completely being absorbed into it. Does that fear come from the fact that so few have had that experience of true bliss? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's the lack of experience of it. Mm-hmm. And then what, what, what prevents you from having that experience is the fear of getting that experience. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It feels that it's impossible sometimes. So, uh, it's not something we are not going to acquire something that wasn't that is not there we're not going to create something that has never been existed we are simply gonna go into our nature our true nature and the very thing that we are desperately looking for is that very thing that we're <laughs> oh boy By me or <laughs> well, the whole deal is like I'm here to love, right? And um, and to overcome everything, all the mental sort of affliction, mm-hmm. da da da, and um, to to give up me, right? To give up the I idea of me. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, so what's the point of my existence again? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, it's not that we think that I have to give up me. You cannot, that, that is impossible. That, that is, if you can find someone who give themselves up, 
you would have you would have you would have found a miracle. Uh, it is the wrong idea we have about me that we are clinging onto, that we think is the real me that we have to get rid of. Okay, just for the sake of identity, let's say that this very love, which is the nature that flows into everything, the very nature of love that is the reason for a thing to exist, that's you, being. But you are not some infinite being. What you are cannot be described by the word infinite or, or, or limitation. It's beyond those things. If you say you are an infinite being, that means you will be an infinite being forever. You can never experience this thing called limitation. Because you are neither infinite, you are neither limita- limited, you can experience either one. This is from, from I forgot the Nuda Sutra. Shariputra telling this to a king who was dying afraid what's going to happen to him and Shariputra says uh, what you are cannot be uh, confined to any term you are freedom itself you are free to experience hell and nothing in the world nothing in the universe can stop you from experiencing it and you're free to experience nirvana and nothing in the, in, in the universe can stop you from experiencing it because you're perfectly free and love who, who came up with love? who came up with love? yeah no there's no who came up with love well what? skin right? yeah what is it that is not love that put the love in place? yeah <laughs> Asking the question of the ultimate beginning yeah. is a limited question. We have to start wrapping our, mi- our minds around infinity. That's what it is. That's, that's what existence is. Infinite. Is, is love like space? In a sense that everything is contained within it? That's that it is. Um, that's everywhere? From the ground of everything? Or from which everything comes to you? And yeah. then awareness is just our knowledge of that. I'm just asking that question. Asking that is that from the analogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you say like space, you mean like everything is contained within it, like everything is in space, or space like everywhere. Well, I, I I can't say that because I I don't think everything comes out of space and goes or back into space. Or like space is the ground. I'm just thinking of the Paramita uh, meditation uh-huh. where. Space and where space like space like space like I'm just asking you. Well, uh, I guess in the sense of 
in in a way that is safe <laughs> but not necessarily not necessarily absolute truth but it's okay that to think of love as in the way you're thinking the thing that like space out of things out of which things arise out of things which go into you can think of it that way or no or is it like what a human being no it's not Yeah, see, it's, it's remember uh, what I said. It's not like there's this universe of objects, and then there's another universe which is filled with love, and then somehow by some accident, it, no, it, they met, and then that space of love invaded the space of um, a phenomena. It's not, it's not that sense. It's that the very, the very reason, the very principle that allows for 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 something called existent is because of the dynamic know, dynamism of love because things do not own themselves ultimately the only reason the only thing that allowing of things to exist what you're looking at is love <laughs> Creation. Creation? In what sense? holding love <laughs> this lid is impossible it cannot exist and yet here it is what allows for this and yet here it is it's an infinite interdependence I mean, if you want, you can just say interdependence. Makes you feel good. I prefer to say love. <laughs> is there a, are there other texts that use the word love? Or, or, yeah, other it, it does. Yeah. How does it say? How does it a demonstration of the mystery. Right. Uh, all things dwell in infinite love. Eight thousand nine. All right. Uh, we have minus. <laughs> Everything is possible, right? Let's meditate back in time.
quickly find that space, tranquility. cycles of breath. Just recall as much as you can whatever understanding you gain tonight. Or you can try to absorb yourself into this miracle of appearance, interdependence. And the appearance of other is a manifestation of love, the appearance of interaction manifestation of love if you want
whatever state of tranquility you find yourself. Again, extend your embrace of compassion to all beings. to remove their pain see the very state that you are experiencing go out to them like light obliterating dedicating tonight's merit to the achievement of your ultimate goal.